Hi, and welcome to the Plot Twist Design Podcast. This is Kelly Collier, and today I am going on with Lauren Ashley of LA Design Affair. Lauren was my first guest on my IGTV uh, live collaboration series back in spring. And since we did two weeks back to back and still had more to talk about, um, (laughs) here we are today. And with that said, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> of I'm course. Sorry, it took you so long. <laughs> oh, no worries at all. Um, so we have lots to catch up on since the springtime, now that the world is opening back up. So I want to just get started with um, allowing you the opportunity to introduce yourself um, and just share some information about your firm and what services you offer. Okay, my name is Lauren Ashley. I'm the owner of LA Weddings and Interiors. So I do both plan events and design your home. Awesome. So we shared in the past that we definitely have that in common where our businesses offer multiple services. Mm-hmm. So I imagine right now that your head is probably spinning because <laughs> coming out of quarantine, you probably had brides and also design clients. So how have things been coming along since quarantine and since we're kind of all going into more of a yellow phase out here and a green phase? So I'm going to be completely honest. COVID quarantine has been a true blessing to my life. Um at first, when quarantine first started, it made me sit down. I quit my corporate job, but I was losing my mind. I was still working 16 hour days. And to me, I felt like that was God saying, sit down. No, you're going to, we're going to get this right. So making me sit down, relax, recalibrate and figure out what are my next steps now that work my corporate job. And then now business is just coming in left and right. Like today, two clients signed their contract, and I'm like, whoo, wow, girl rolling today. <laughs> so, yes, it's very good. I'm happy, and I can't wait to see what else comes out of this. That's awesome. So, that leads me to um, another question. So, the current that you just answered part of it by saying um, a couple clients have just signed on with you today, but the bulk of your um, projects right now were they started prior to COVID or did they all just come like swarming in um, after they quarantine? Came swarming in like now and during COVID or the quarantine um, all my events have been postponed and rescheduled because of the quarantine and they couldn't have you know the original guest counts so I'm navigating that differently now and letting them know what we can and can't do with that as we are opening back up but now I feel this is because people were at home or in their offices realizing like oh they tired of looking at it or it was things on the background like I'm gonna get to it when I get to it now they're like let's get this work done Mm. and that's what's been happening okay I can definitely relate because it's been similar here in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. um, for us but I do have a bit of a selfish question about the mm-hmm. wedding side of your business. <laughs> and I say selfish because um, a lot of people know by now that I'm getting married next year. Congratulations. And 
Thank you so very much. And so we have started looking at venues, um, but now I would say as of sometime in May, well, actually towards more into June, we started looking and things were still up in the air and uncertain at a couple of venues we looked at. So what's the consensus with, I guess, how soon are weddings going to actually start taking place? So they're still taking place now. They're just doing them on smaller scales, which I highly suggest is not having um, your normal guest count of like 150, 300 people. Cut it down extremely to the, the bare minimum and the immediate family for both sides. And then getting creative with it for doing Zoom or live streaming it. So if you have a videographer, contacting them and letting them know or asking them how can they live stream your wedding so those who can attend can still be there you know be a part of the day mm, okay so those are the things that i'm suggesting um i just don't think it's safe right now to have a normal our normal wedding size of mm-hmm. like 100 plus people right especially now with their we spiking back and maybe rolling back especially here in houston there's been talk that the governor may shut us down again Mm. because we've been spiking back in the red so I just would suggest it so just in case you won't have to send out another second set of stationery and you've already played it safe right right so even though I had a little bit of selfishness in the question I think it's great that we did talk about this a little bit because your business does offer both services Mm -hmm. So while people in your area and beyond maybe seeking out your services, kind of a heads up as to what they can maybe anticipate for this year, at least anyway. Right. I Um, agree. Yeah. So with this in mind, I guess this question would be for both of your businesses. I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, with regard to COVID and all the things that have we've all just went through, have you implemented any new best practices practices uh, with your business, with any of your processes that you want to share? Yes, I've been able to like clean up my website, clean up my processes, update my welcome package, um, all those like admin type things, so it can be more streamlined. And on both sides. Um, I've automated on how clients can book me, which is a great thing because they can book themselves, start their client portal, put themselves on my calendar without even having to talk to me at first. And us doing that whole back and forth email exchange of, oh, well, I'm not available this day and you're available this day. Uh-uh. You have access to my calendar. Find what works best for you. I like that. That's definitely a goal for me. Um, my website does offer that option, but I have have it enabled um so i haven't actually started doing that yet but it's something that i'm going to work towards doing uh because as you said i noticed that it does it it most likely would cut down on the emails with availability so i've been trying to streamline it with how i word my emails but that's that's a great point i think that's a good Mm -hmm. feature um to have so as far as um your services so since COVID, I know you already uh, have always been a blogger and you have also always offered e-design services. So um, out of quarantine, were there any new services that you added um, to things you offer besides like the automated um, scheduling of appointments? So now um, with the, you know, the spikes and people still not being 100% comfortable, I'm still offering Zoom 
consultations for both sides. So if they don't want to meet me at their venue or if they don't want me to meet at the home, you know, right then, they can talk to me via Zoom first and then we proceed going forward with their project on both sides of the business. Okay, I like that for sure. I know for here, uh, we started doing Zoom consultations, of course, for the e-design projects we did while in quarantine. Um, But now I find myself still offering it, especially for real estate, because typically um, for us, when you meet a client for the first time, you're sitting down talking about, of course, most likely they're pre-approved for their mortgage, but you're talking about things that they're looking for in a home and all of that. So I actually have been only doing that via Zoom, um, not in person and just trying to just trying to be a part of the curve. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um. So regarding quarantine, one of the things that we talked about with coming out of quarantine and I guess um, now going into this yellow phase, high point and how that looks, because you and I had a conversation about the phases and how that's going to be set up. And since you are so in tune with high point, I wanted to just get into this conversation a little bit to talk about it. And for those who don't know what high point is, Um, Can you start off by just explaining what High Point is and how it's going to be a little different this year? Um, If you're an interior designer, you need to make the investment and go. (laughs) It is going to elevate your business to things you probably even imagined. And it has been the best thing I've done. So if you are a designer, I suggest you go. Um, But what it is, is all built uh, manufacturers, all furniture companies, anything, any person you can think of in the furniture business is there. And they're there to showcase their furniture, the new trends, the new styles that are coming out for the new season. And you're able to meet your reps, set up accounts, and this is how, this is where we we keep our business going, is with buying, is be, okay, I'm getting tongue-tied. This is how we make money on the, in the business because we are salespeople. I'll never forget my mentor, Veronica Solomon, said that we are salespeople regardless. And this is how we make the sales. And it's also how I feel like we level up on our design because we're able to source things that the, our clients can't necessarily get their hands on. So I mm-hmm. think we got to go. Yes, I agree. And so before we move on into that a little bit more, I also just want to point out for those who might not be familiar, when you mentioned you get to meet your rep, what I figured out quickly um, in my experience when I went for the first time back in the fall 2019, when I would go in different showrooms, they would ask me where I live and then they would set me up with the rep for my area. So it's typically a sales representative that will be assigned to Texas, Correct. right? Or Pennsylvania. Correct. Okay. Um, and so this year, it seems like as at least the last I knew that High Point was going to happen and is still planned to happen, but it's going to be a little differently done where we're going to go in phases right, right? they divided up um the country just so they don't have as many people there at one time so it's normally what four or five days and now it's going to be the entire month of october i believe just so they are trying to help with the curve and it won't be as many people on top of each other i agree i think that's a great 
I think that's a great idea. Actually. Yeah, I, uh, and I'm sad I didn't go for spring. I was so ready to go, and honestly, I know I remember. I'm tired of looking on websites and looking at. St- I'm tired. I want to see it in person. I want to touch it, see it, feel it, make sure this is what I want, and I feel comfortable, you know, sourcing it for clients. Yes, and I can be a witness um, to the difference that I've seen. I feel like your design work has always been amazing, but I have to say in a couple of your most recent projects, um, I know specifically because we've talked that you have sourced items from your trade accounts that you have Mm -hmm. set up and you can definitely notice um, the difference. So I'm totally inspired. Yes, I'm totally inspired and can't wait um, to have the opportunities to do do the same in some of my future projects. Um, And I know that we talked about a couple of things on the live about High Point, but just uh, for the sake of anyone who could be listening to this who uh, missed um, those lives, I just want to ask if you can explain exactly what it means as far as setting up the trade, like the difference between a trade at a retailer, like for example, CB2 versus a trade there at High Point, like Tove, mm-hmm. like how um, we would need to set up receivership and what that means just for the sake of someone So new. with the differences, we're getting a bigger discount um versus like at c2 i believe it's what i can't remember what that discount is i think it's like 15 percent with different trade accounts and how you grow with them you can probably get 40 percent or more depending on the amount you're spending if you are a stock and dealer meaning if you're a designer who has their own um like retail or showroom you can get a bigger cut there No. So what I was going to say is that I think um, where I was going with that was just to explain the real difference. One of the main differences besides the discount is that um, we have to set up a receivership when that furniture oh, is yes, ordered. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. So all these more than likely all these items come by freight, um, 18 wheeler truck, and they have to go to a dock. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a receiver to receive these items. And what most of them do is they'll receive it, inspect it to make sure there are no damages. Um, My particular receiver, I get a a visual, I get a picture of the items that come in, a damage report if anything is damaged. And if anything is damaged, they'll handle the damage for me. They'll either send it back for me, depending on what the company says. But all of that is done and I don't necessarily have to receive it personally like it's not coming to me it's going to them right right so when i'm going to be really transparent here and mention something i don't know if i talked about it before but when i first heard how this works i was totally overwhelmed Mm -hmm. right and i just was feeling like this is too much even for me as a business owner to have to handle however now i come to appreciate just how not difficult it is in fact to me it sounds more helpful because for example if you have a receivership that's receiving this sofa um and they're going to send it back if something's wrong to me that seems much easier than if we have um 
just for an example, like Macy's Furniture Gallery, deliver a sofa directly to the client's house. While it's still going to be white glove delivery, well, now it's in the client's house. And nine times out of 10, the damage might not be discovered until Macy's is gone. Mm -hmm. And then they have to be stuck with a sofa that's not right until it gets picked back up. So to me, it seems like it cuts... um, frustration down from the client as well as us yes absolutely because like you said i don't have something damaged in the client's house the client doesn't have to look at and be like oh my god she got me damaged stuff like, mm-hmm. the damaged stuff is not even coming to your home and I'm right catch it and before. yes and the other thing also for in case someone here is listening that's new to the business or just starting out i also want to mention that in order to set up these trade accounts, you do have to have not just a tax ID number, but you have to be have to have a resale license because right. essentially we're purchasing wholesale and then we're reselling it to a client. So um, that's just a technical difference um, that I also wanted to make sure that I know we talked about that before, but I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. And so all this talk about high point just gets me excited because I was on a fence about if I'm going to go this mm-hmm. fall and I'm still not not 100% <laughs> but <laughs> I really really do hope that I make it there and so obviously you absolutely love your experience that you had there and plan to continue to go back so yes. that led to you writing a book it did. I want to talk about your book all signs point to design is the name of Lauren's book So, Lauren, share some information about what prompted you to write the book and where our listeners can purchase it. So, I um, discovered High Point, was that like a year or two ago? And I told someone that I was going and their first reaction was, why? And I didn't like that reaction because mine is, why not? First, I was invited to come. And no, you don't have to be invited to High Point, but I use... uh, a company that is well known in trade and they invited me to be with their party so I came and I wanted to come to see what it was all about and I'm glad I didn't let someone else doubts and fears that they were trying to project on me stop me because it has been the best decision for me and for my business and going there I learned so much and it's going to be overwhelming it's not going to be a quick trip in the park it is so many things to see while you're there. I promise you, you probably won't even see everything on your first or second or third visit there. But (laughs) I stress that you need to go and you need to see what it's about. And I wrote the book because of that experience. And I wanted to help the person who felt like me, that the person who got questioned why, because I can. And Lauren now is telling me how I can navigate it. I'm going to tell you how to navigate it on a budget. I'm going to tell you how to navigate where you want to pay for food. I, I want you to go there, experience it, and come back home and implement that into your business so you can help the next person that's coming up. And I just feel that that book is very valuable to people. And I wish that I had something like that when I came. Because I really, I was a deer in headlights down there. Like, I, and I felt silly. Like, I didn't even know this place existed. I went to school and they didn't tell me about this. Like, I felt insulted. <laughs> like, what? Like, it was wow. like the interior designs were the best kept secret type thing. Mm-hmm. So, I hope that anyone who gets my book gets knowledge that helps them when they do go down there. And if so, then I've done what I was supposed to do. Absolutely. Well, 
my personal testimony is I too wish that I had that book before I went but I did purchase the book when it came out and I totally agree that it's definitely helpful um it's filled with tips and I can hear your voice when I read it um (laughs) because I know how you talk and just listening to the book so it's a real it's real information from experience and I think those types of reads are the best um because you're not writing about something that you heard about you're writing about something that you experienced and I mean, I can relate. I think you and I met at High Point. So let's talk about that because what I want to also talk about are a couple of things here. Because High Point, number one, like you mentioned, nobody in the design uh, school or courses will have talked about High Point to you, me, or anyone else that I met, Mm -hmm. um, which I really did find odd. But that's partly why we're here on this podcast because school doesn't teach everything. It does not. Absolutely does not. I have learned more (laughs) in these almost four years than what it took me to get that paper. Like, honestly, the experience has been so much more. Yes. And so experience, I really believe is, I I just believe that's our best teacher, Mm -hmm. but also networking and talking to other people and I think that besides the furniture trades um, that live in High Point and that are there for us I think the panel discussions um, oh yes I got all about that <laughs> yes the panel discussions and then even um, upon arrival I too was like a deer in headlights and luckily I was able to connect with some people at the Black Interior Designers Network um, happy hour mm-hmm. Some people that I had, some that I had already made connections with through Instagram and the DMs, but then a lot of new faces. So that kind of really did help break the ice for me. Because um, I got there that Friday. My second mm-hmm. time there, I got off the bus and I was overwhelmed yet again. But I walked into <laughs> one of the trade rooms and they had uh, like faux books. But on the mm-hmm. spine of the book, it said, I lack nothing. And I was like, yep, there you go. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> All right, God. I yes. Got, I'm here. I'm going to pack it and I'm going to learn as much as I can. And I forgot. And I'm glad you mentioned the panels. It's a great way to also network with those people that are on the panels. Like you can talk with them afterwards, um, expand more on what it is they had just discussed on, which I think is great. That last panel with... Um, you remember we saw Mr. Incredible. He was on it with Sarah Brennan. Uh, yes. And I, yes. I enjoyed that. And then being able to talk to them briefly afterwards is great. Just expanding, like, who you know in your network. So go to High Point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. And the thing is, we're not getting paid to promote High Point. Whatsoever. So let's just, <laughs> let's just be real, right? Right. But <laughs> the truth is, it is it's an investment. Mm-hmm. right it's not necessarily cheap but it's an investment it's a tax write-off for your business mm-hmm. and it's a worthy investment um like you said Lauren and I think that's where we really got into talking more about package pricing for um our design work over our hourly pricing because I believe that was the panel discussion where Sarah and uh, Ricardo and I for- I'm sorry but the other um one or two guests on that panel um their names escape me at the moment however they all had something super valuable to actually add to and talk about the promotion of using flat fee prices Mm -hmm. versus um hourly 
So yes, that was a great takeaway for me. And I've been using flat fee pricing from the beginning. Absolutely. So, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was going to ask, have you, I was going to ask, have you ever used hourly pricing? I did when I first started and I said, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. And it was mainly too because I was still working my job. I was doing too much. And I, I will be honest, I'm not disciplined enough to track my hours. So I came up with a number that I feel comfortable with and it's working for me okay yeah um before we start to conclude i did want to bookmark this topic just a little bit because i think this is a one of the most frequently asked questions that people ask when they're first starting i know i was asking everybody i could get the ear of um for how to come up with pricing and i started off not really hourly to be honest but what I quickly learned is you do need to kind of get your hands around how much time you put in a project Mm -hmm. to kind of come up with because the hours or hourly rate is what we would use to actually come up with a flat fee right right? so it's not just a flat fee we're pulling out the air we do actually take time to calculate the hours and all of that um, type of stuff and I just think from my experience the more projects you do the more you'll understand your worth and value and how much you should be charging maybe versus how much you start out charging. Mm-hmm. So um, so for anyone who is just starting out, Lauren, do you have any advice that you can think of that you would like to share with any emerging interior designers? Go to High Point. Do not let anyone mm-hmm. project their fears onto you. Try everything. Cause that's my standpoint and I think Kelly you can relate because we I feel like we both be trying things until <laughs> we can fix what yes. works for us um, and don't be afraid I mean and that to me that's stepping out of our conference zone and trying new things because what if that one thing works yes. if it didn't work I learned from it and I'm okay with that because it means I can take it back and I can implement what I learned so don't be afraid to try new things to see what works for you and enjoy it yes that's great great advice that's great advice um the only thing I can add to that from my perspective would be I would have to say um take be a risk taker which also falls in line in the trying new things but a lot of times there will be uh, naysayers in the beginning because you're new that will maybe make you feel like you shouldn't even charge for your work Mm -hmm. or you know you shouldn't charge this much um, because you don't have this much experience but nobody can really assess the value in you except for you Mm -hmm. so I think for me that would be my advice to someone starting out and also don't be shy about making friends you really have to network whether it starts in a DM or at high point like we met each other at high point but I think getting your tribe and having a tribe is super helpful. Yep, it <laughs> as is. well. Yeah, because you're actually learning from each other and you're learning from others' experiences. And also, I should mention the mentorship factor. I cannot forget about that because you mentioned your mentor, and I've had mentors a couple during my first year. Um, some out of the kindness of their heart, some was paid mentorship, but whichever way you can get it both I mean 
I think it's just extremely important to have a mentor for sure. It it is. I have multiple mentors for both sides of my business. Um, Some I don't talk to as often, but I know I can call them if I need them or if they ever need me, I'm there. So just to create those relationships because they've been so helpful to me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to take time to go ahead and conclude today and just first of all, Lauren, tell you thank you again for coming on because I know even today you were headed home from working (laughs) and have a super busy schedule. (laughs) So I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to kind of just catch up with me a little bit and share some of your expertise and your information about your new book and also just a a real quick reminder the book can it be purchased on your website yes it is on my website i believe once you first get on there it has like a little banner um, for the ebook and it'll take you right to the cart okay and that is uh com. okay Got it. All right. So you heard it. Go on her website and purchase that ebook and get inspired about going to High Point and look forward to growing your business and look forward to more conversations like this because we have quite a few others lined up in this first round of uh, design series in a bit. I like the idea of calling it a series because <laughs> there's so so many different things to talk mm-hmm. about. And we we kind of really got off to a great start by touching on some really key um, intricate details about the business. So once again, thank you for your time. And I look forward to talking to you again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take care until the next one, everyone. <laughs>